On the table in front of him was a piece of paper, meant to hold a report on the squad of men he directed. He'd scratched out the first few lines of the report, and written underneath the beginnings of a letter to his father. It began, Sir, I must explain my actions, and then stopped. Costas couldn't explain his actions. He rubbed his face with his hands and tried again to compose his anguished thoughts into cold words and orderly sentences. He looked over the mess in his quarters. His small trunk of clothes was tipped out onto the floor. The tray that had sat in the top of it to hold his sleeve links and buttons and pins was thrown down by the bed. The links, the spare buttons, and the small image of his god were scattered everywhere. His books were gone. He'd had three. So, he assumed, was his wallet with what money he kept in his room. That was a pity. He would have given the money to his friend, Aristogeiton. His sword was gone from its rack on the wall. He would have given that to Aris as well. The two soldiers who'd brought him back from the training ground, almost dragging him along by their grip at his elbows, had taken every sharp thing out of the room. They were veterans, who'd served in the guard for most of their lives. They'd searched his small trunk and dragged the thin mattress, as well as the blanket, off the narrow bed frame. One had pulled down Costas's sword and swept up his knife from the windowsill, while the other had collected his papers, crumpling them together in his fist. Without looking at him again, they'd gone. Costas had turned the stool upright on its three legs. They had left his cloak pins, his plain everyday one and his fancy one with the amber bead. He had been a little surprised. His good pin was fibula-shaped, with a shaft four inches long and as thick as a cornstalk. It would be as effective as a sword, if Costas chose to use it. Even the smaller pin would do. Two inches in the right place was all it took. As Costas had considered, without any real motivation, the possibilities of the cloak pins, the curtain across his doorway had swept back, and one of the soldiers had returned to kick his feet briskly through the detritus of the floor, quickly locating the cloak pins. After scooping them up, he had checked the floor again to see if there were more. He had seen the sandal straps and taken those. He'd looked Costas over once and shaken his head in contempt as he left. Costas looked back at the letter in front of him. It was almost the only paper they'd left him. He shouldn't waste it, but he didn't know how he could explain his actions to his father when he couldn't explain them to himself. He'd broken a sacred oath, had destroyed his career, his life, and perhaps his family in one moment. It was unnatural to look back at events and be unable to believe that what you remembered could actually have happened. It was afternoon. He'd made no progress on his letter since morning, when the sun had been slanting into the narrow window and filling the small room with light. The sun had climbed over the roof of the barracks, and the room was grown dim lit only indirectly by the sunlight falling into the narrow courtyard between barracks. Costas was waiting for the queen. She had left the palace for the first time since her marriage and had gone hunting. She was to eat at midday at one of the lodges and return some time in the afternoon. Costas got up from his stool and paced for the hundredth 
the thousandth time across the room. He would be sentenced when she returned, almost certainly to death. Even worse than death would come if she thought that he had acted as part of a conspiracy, or that even one member of his family had known of his actions in advance. If that happened, his family would have to leave the farm outside Pomea in the Gied Valley. Every single one of them, not just his father and his sister, but uncles, aunts, and cousins. Their property would be forfeit to the crown, and they would be no longer members of the landowning class, but would be Oakloy, merchants if they were lucky, beggars if they were not. Of course, even he had had no foreknowledge of what was going to happen. He would never have guessed that he could so compound calamity with disaster, but the truth hardly mattered now. Costa